All right. So I wanted to let everybody know that I distribute my podcast through Anchor and it actually distributes it to many other platforms that uh, you can listen to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, many, many more. All you have to do is search for Out of the Mire and you should be able to pull it up on many platforms. Um, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on making your own podcast. Hello, welcome back to Out of the Mire. We are officially in 2021 and honestly, I have no idea what to expect because going into 2020 last year, I was gung-ho that it was going to be a great year, and it was, Um, but it was definitely a different year. So today I'm going to be talking about something a little different, but this is something that I really felt like the Lord has put on my heart. It's something that I've not been able to get away from the past few days, and this is going to be a hard topic for me, but I am ready to share this with y'all and share just how the Lord can help you and how he's helped me. So I'm actually going to be talking about breaking family traditions and not the family traditions that you think about. But before I go and I sit there and I talk about all that, I'm actually going to read you um, some scripture And the scripture I'm going to be referencing today is in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. So I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then we will dive in. Verse 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now that I've read that scripture, I want to talk about what this breaking family tradition means. Like I said before, it's not (laughs) what you are thinking. It's not the traditions that you do on Easter or on Christmas Eve or any of the holidays like that. Um, For example, a tradition that my mom did that I do with my children now is on Easter, she would always hide her Easter baskets. We would have to find them in the morning when we woke up. Something she's always done, and that's something that I do with my children. It's a tradition that has been started and and passed down. So, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about the family traditions that no one wants to talk about. Because, let's face it, there's some stuff in our family that has been passed down from generation to generation that is not the best, in all honesty. And it's something that has it's hindered your family throughout the years. Well, certain things I'm talking about is like drinking, um, partying, you name it, stuff like that. Not dealing with anxiety correctly. Not um, 
not teaching your children how to cope with things, the screaming and fighting with your spouse, yelling at your children, all that stuff. That is what I'm talking about when I'm saying breaking family traditions. It is time you break that tradition, that it ends with you. Has your family before you always served God? Has your family always been in church? Or has your family before you never been in church? Have they never served God before you? Or the generations, at least that you know of, have not done that? Well, I want to talk about this. Because this is something that I had to learn. This is something that I have had to go through with breaking that tradition in my own family. I come from a family I have an alcoholic as a father, and both of my parents growing up, they would smoke, um, not handling emotions the way you should, you should handle them, so to speak. And it's not because they didn't want you, it's because they weren't given the tools from their family to learn how to deal with that. I am not in any way bashing my parents because they did the absolute best. And I am so thankful for that. That they did the absolute best they could with what they were given. And they did better than their parents before them. And I am so thankful for that. When it comes to these traditions, you can look back and you can say, okay, well, that doesn't really affect me. But does it? Does it? If you have an alcoholic as a parent, does it affect you? If you're saying, oh, no, this doesn't affect me. Um, well, as a parent, if you're an alcoholic, when I say alcoholic, I mean any type of drinking. Um, because if you drink, you're associating yourself with alcohol. So I'm talking about any kind of drinking. If you say, this doesn't affect me, even as you as a parent, you're saying, this is not going to affect my children. My drinking is not going to affect them. The way I handle my emotions is not going to affect them. The way I raise my voice at my children is not going to affect them. Then you are wrong. It affects them on so many levels. Having an alcoholic as a father growing up, that is how my my father deals with his emotions. And he will tell you that that's not true. And he will come up with some excuse like he always does. And this is not anything nobody doesn't know. If you know my father, this is something we all know. His dad was an alcoholic. And it affected him so much that he turned to alcohol. I am so thankful that I didn't do that. By the Lord's grace, I did not pick up that bottle and continue on that tradition with my family. I am not saying I am perfect. I am not saying that I am better than anybody out there who does that. But I am saying I broke that tradition in my family because I wanted better for my children. That isn't the only one. And you can have many other things. It's not just that. And I'm not hounding on my dad. I had There are so many things in my family that have these traditions that go on. 
that need to be broken. But it takes somebody standing up and saying, no, this ends with me. This is not what I want for my family. I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home. I don't ever really remember my parents in church. If I went to church, it was because my oldest sister took me to church. And there are 16 years between me and my oldest sister. And she was the one who took me to church. Those traditions, they've got to be broken. If you want better for your family, you're going to have to step up. And you're going to say, this ends with me. I'm not doing this no more. My family ahead of me deserves better. I often read this quote all over, and I have even shared it myself. And it says, when they say it runs in your family, you tell them this is where it runs out. I have said that all the time. I've told that to my nieces and my nephews. Because if I'm being honest and I want to be real with y'all, we have anxiety and depression and alcohol and all kinds of stuff running through my family. And it's hard. It's not easy to be the one that stands up and says, hey, this is enough. This ends with me. Because you know what? When that happens, sometimes you're looked as looked at as the outcast. And that's not always easy. But it doesn't matter if you're looked at as the outcast. What matters is that you decided to take a different path than what was set. What was going to be the tradition, so to speak, for your life. I remember my, like I said before, my family has many traditions. And I struggled as a young girl from the ages of 12 I'm going to say 11, age 11 to age 17, with anxiety, depression, suicide. I dealt with that starting at 11 years old all the way up. The anxiety and depression, it's passed down. It's not, some people, yes, some people deal with it, but sometimes it is a hereditary thing. That is dealt with. And if you don't know how to deal with it correctly, it can lead to other things. I dealt with that. I don't want my children to have to deal with that. I want to be able to break that cycle and say, hey, this depression, this anxiety, you know, it's going to end with me. And if my children do have to face this, I'm going to teach them how to deal with this in a healthy manner. Because when you deal with depression and you deal with anxiety, you don't have to turn to drinking. You don't have to turn to smoking. You don't have to turn to drugs. You don't have to turn to the things of this world and to all the wickedness in high places. You don't have to turn to that. You need to turn to God. When other people notice that, they may look at you and say, oh, well, they're being a holier than thou. So what? You know deep down that you're not doing that. You're doing what's best for you. You're doing what God wants you to do. You're turning your life in a different direction 
for a generation ahead of you to set that path for them and say, hey, I don't want this for my children. I don't want them to go on that path of destruction. I want them to set their feet on the rock. I want them to have a firm foundation to know that the Lord loves them. The world is wicked. And that they don't have to deal with these things. They don't have to turn to alcohol. They don't have to deal with depression in an unhealthy manner. They don't have to deal with their anxiety in an unhealthy manner. That they can turn to God. They can run to Him. I've seen it happen in my family. I have three other older sisters. And I have one who has gone a different way. I want that to end with me. I want when my children and my grandchildren grow up, I want them to say, you know what? In the past, there was drinking and there was alcohol. There was all kinds of stuff in my mom's family. But you know what? She decided to say it ended with her. And she decided to give us a path. And I'm not perfect. I'm not going to raise my children perfectly. I'm going to raise them by the book. I'm going to raise them by God's word. Because that is the only way I know how. And I may fail. But I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm going to give the children, my children, the best I can give them. I'm going to set them on a path that says, hey, you don't need those things. You don't need those things of the world. What you need is God. What you need is his word. This morning, I was doing a devotion with my son before he headed to school. And... He said, how can you draw close to God when he's up in heaven so far away? He's like, I just don't understand. And I want to be able to show him that because I was not shown that. I'm able to give my children a lifestyle of something different. I am able to break that family tradition and start a new one. Start one with a family that every time them doors are open at that church, COVID or not, my family is there. When revival is happening, my family is there. Church and God come first. You need to put God first. Your children need to see how important he is. Because if you want to break that cycle, it starts with God. It starts with you changing your life, you serving God, you doing the things of the Lord. You have to do that. You have to be the one to break that cycle. Because if not you, then who? If you say, oh, it's fine. My children can do it when they're older. No, it's not. Because like me and my other sister, one may choose to go one way and one may choose to go another. It is not that simple. You cannot leave that decision up for discussion. You need to set that path. You need to build that foundation. And I'm not saying that my children won't go astray. I'm not saying that at all. Because they have their own will. And when they get old enough and they're out of our house and they make that decision, they may go into the world and they may go and do those things. But they may not. In verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
if you're going to step up and you're going to say, this ends with me, you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God. You're going to have to fight that battle every day. You're going to have to be on your knees every day. You're going to have to say, God, I need you. I need your strength to fight this battle because I want this to end with me. Verse 16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It's going to come at you. There's going to be times when your family says, You know what? You're in the wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. Don't be holier. Don't be a holier than thou. You're going to have to step up and say, hey, I'm not being like that. I'm not doing this because I'm better than you and I think I'm better than you. No, it's because I want to set another path for my children to say, hey, you do not have to turn to the things of this world. You don't have to turn to the wickedness of this world, but you can stay on this path. You can follow Christ. You can do the things that he wants you to do and have a life full of joy. That is what you can do. It's not going to be easy, but you have to break that family tradition. I know people who have done it. I've done it. Me and my husband have. My husband even had an alcoholic as a father. We decided that that was not going to be in our home. And we have decided certain things for our family that our families may not agree with. And that's okay. Because we are doing what the Bible says for our family. I am so thankful that the Lord saved me. I tell people all the time, if it wasn't for God... I would be that girl. I would be the one out there partying and drinking, possibly dead if I would told God no and told him no, I didn't want to be saved. Because that was the life, that was the path that was set before me. But when I got saved, I decided instead of going on that broad path, I decided to take the narrow path with God and stay on that path with Him and follow Him and set that path for my children and my grandchildren and so forth. I've said it throughout this the whole time. It won't be easy. And it's not. I've been there. I've had times when family has thought I was crazy when we weren't in agreement, But I am not doing this for them. I made up my mind two years ago. I, we, me and my husband went to youth camp with the youth at our church as chaperones. And the preacher preached a message and I got right with God and I told my husband, I said, I don't care what my family thinks anymore. It doesn't matter what they say or what they think of me and my family and how I serve God because I'm going to serve him the way the Bible tells me to serve him. I'm going to set this path for my family and we're going to do this and it doesn't matter what they think. And that is what you have to get. You have to put yourself in that mindset when it comes to breaking this family tradition. It doesn't matter what they think right now. What matters is your relationship with God and God helping you break this tradition.
it'll be worth it. It really will. I want to say, I'm going to end this today. And I may talk about this some more. Because there's so much to talk about on this subject. But I want to say thank y'all for listening. And if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, um, thank you so much. You can um, see the daily scripture writing we're doing for January. And I studied through judges over there. And I would love for you to come over and uh, follow along with me. I hope everyone has a great and wonderful week. I can't wait for next week's episode.